trigger warning, this podcast contains discussions around mental health, self-harm and suicide. If you're worried about your mental health or worried for somebody else, then please call the Samaritans number on 116 123 for free. Hello and welcome to the TLC podcast. Welcome back. It's been a while, but we're back with some new episodes, some exciting episodes. I'm so excited for these episodes. Um, yeah. We've just done a live recording, haven't we? Which this is what this episode's about. Yeah. Um, it was our first event in November. Yeah, we had our first event. So it's a live recording of our first event, um, our panel discussion. But we wanted to bring out this episode today. This is why we've been waiting. Because today, if you don't know, it is Time to Talk Day. Um, which is, um, you know, time to change. Let's end mental health discrimination. Let's talk about mental health. Let's keep talking about it. Let's keep making it a normal thing so we don't feel ashamed. Yes. So how was your January? Oh my God, my January. <laughs> my January was so terrible. Yeah. I feel like I was just in the in the same headspace as most people. Like, January sucks. January sucks. Everyone was like, this whole like meme thing of like, January was such a long year. Oh, Have you yes. seen that? I, yeah, I actually yeah. didn't have that bad a January. I had a great January last year, and I'm an Aries, so I love new beginnings. Yeah. I'm like, every Monday, I'm like, a fresh start. Yeah. So I usually love a new year. Yeah. But there was just, I don't know whether it was, I know I know what it is, but mm. I'm definitely starting to come out of like, there's a lot of, because I have seasonal depression, so I was just yeah. so low, and I wasn't doing all the things that I know really helped me. Yeah. And then I went out of the habit of all the things, like, waking up early, going for walks, seeing people, talking mm. about how I was feeling, um, that I, once I fell off track, it was so hard to get back yeah. on track. Yeah, I get that. I think mm. a lot of people felt like that this year. Yeah. I noticed, like, on everyone's Instagram stories, everyone really struggling. Yeah. Um, but it's nice that people too. talk about Yeah. Like, yeah. But you did talk. You spoke to me, you, like, a couple of times. Yeah, but, but I could have done it earlier. Yeah. I think you... You did get to a point where you're like, oh, I've left it too long now, not saying anything. Because I didn't even notice anything until you phoned me one day and you're like, I'm really actually struggling. Yeah. I was just, I was like, I'm fine, I'm fine, I'm fine, I'm fine. And then, like, mm. was just just not yeah. tackling it. Yeah. And um, didn't want to really talk about it, which is so unlike me. Because I'm like, I want to talk about my feelings all the time, please. <laughs> <laughs> and so that's when I, that's mm. when I got really upset because I felt like, I was having these double vibes, which I know a lot of people that struggle with mental health, they like have to yeah. go to work and they have to put this brave face on. Yeah. And that's how I, uh, how I felt. Um, and it got to the point where, because we both work in the same co-working space, but I didn't mm. want to come into, I didn't want to do anything or come into work because I thought if someone asked me how I am, it's going to kill me to lie. Yeah. And I even went to a couple of like Christmas things and I was just like, got too drunk yeah and that's like not, not like me to be like yeah you're not the type of person i've never seen you get really drunk because mm. i know you don't like getting really drunk no and then obviously did the things that i regret and mm. well not necessarily regret that just didn't feel like out of character like yeah staying out way too late with people i didn't really know and and would you know, like, like me. Yeah, putting yourself into positions like self-sabotaging, yeah. almost. Because you're in a bad place. I think we all do that. Yeah. 
But it's good to recognise it, I guess, as a start. It was a mixture of, like, I need to go and have fun and blow up some steam, and, and also... Um, like trying to hide how I was feeling. Yeah. So I didn't know yeah. what was right and what was pushing it too far. Yeah. But I feel great now. That's good. <laughs> That's good. About halfway through January I, I did like a IGTV like YouTube video about how I was feeling and that was like the the like beginning point to like mm. getting to a better place because I felt like I wasn't hiding anymore. Yeah. And we've spoken about this before, how with doing what we do, sometimes if we're not truly feeling confident or empowered or, or because we, you know, we're human beings, there's like this double-edged. Yeah. I feel, we've spoken before how sometimes we feel like we're not being, um, you know, when your, when your brand is to be, um, like a feminist sometimes even though it's wrong it feels disingenuous to when you feel shit and you have to post something that's really empowering yeah yeah yeah, yeah. i get that all the time <laughs> story yeah. of my life we're mm. just human beings yeah exactly how was your january then my january was eventful i'm not gonna lie so i had instagram delete me and bring me back shit with the blue. No, but that was in December. It was, but it kind of, like, still yeah. went on through into January in terms of, like, this guy harassing me on my Instagram and showing me constant pictures of his tiny dick. Um, but, yeah, so Instagram deleted me and then brought me back and gave me a blue tick, which I found I find the most ironic thing in the world. It's so funny. Um, I broke up with my boyfriend of nine years. Mm. Um, my decision, but... Weirdly feeling okay, came out as pansexual. Yay! Um, so it's been like a bit, there's just been a lot changing in my life at the moment. I'm going through change. <laughs> <laughs> You've been having like a, like a, like a evolving moment. Yeah, evolving moment. Yeah, definitely. Um, but so like for me, Januarys are normally really fucking shit. Mm. Like I normally hate January. Um, but this January, even though, like, a lot of horrible stuff has happened, I feel really empowered by it, and, like, I've learned a lot, so it's kind of been good for me, in a sense. I'm trying to be that person that doesn't let everything affect me, to a point where it brings my mood down, because I don't want to be that person anymore, I want to be strong. Uh, let's, let's ask, ask me that question again in a couple of weeks, it might not be, but... I've always seen you as super fucking strong. Yeah, you but, are. like... It can be a mixture of many things as well. You yeah. can be strong and have... But I just feel like I let way too many things affect me. And, like, I'm the opposite to you. I don't talk about my feelings. Mm. I hide it. I'm really good at hiding it. But now I'm just, like, being really open about it now. So I'm doing, like, the opposite, I guess. But, yeah. Some big changes. Yeah. We're gonna need to do an episode on breakups because we've both been through yeah, long term relationship breakups. So anyway, the TLC live first ever live recording. I'm so excited to put this out. It's yeah. such a good episode. Yeah. And we had amazing guests. Amazing guests. So we had Sapphire Bates from the Coven. We had Grace Latter. We had model um Alec King. We had Neela who Neela, yeah. created don't sleep on us. Yes, and finally Lakshmi, who is an artist, 
um, who makes beautiful artwork around um, diversity in women's bodies. So, great panel, and we're all talking. We were talking about loneliness, wasn't we? Yes, we've got two episodes, so it was, it was such a long. There was so much good stuff. Yeah. I didn't want to cut it up. So, this first half, we're talking about how uh, the feeling of loneliness changes with age. Yeah, and the second episode, which will be out soon, will is. We kind of touch on quite a few things like grief, grief, yeah, and um, being online. Obviously, that's so important. Yeah. Like that's everyone can yeah notice more loneliness with yeah. with the internet. Um. So yeah, really excited. Good. It's good. Good episode. So yeah, have a listen. Yes. Enjoy. And it starts. Oh. It starts. Um, halfway through Grace's intro, so we miss Sapphire's intro okay but sapphire's there she is there <laughs> one sapphire's there yeah well enjoy everybody we hope you enjoy it and the second half will hopefully be coming out following week yes yeah. please let us know um what you think of our podcast and give us a review yes, please give us five stars please <laughs> five stars no pressure <laughs> bye body positivity and um, I'm sort of living with chronic illnesses I sort of talk about that on social media and on my blog and it's led to me doing a bit of modeling as well thanks Greg. um hi I'm Alec I um oh I do content creation I model and I'm a student and I work with um like tv brands and stuff doing presenting and things that I think are positive for the communities that represent me hi I am Neelam um Thank you for having me. Thanks for coming. This is very exciting. Um, I work full-time as a campaigner um, with charities and activists in the UK. And I um, founded something called Don't Sleep On Us, which is essentially a networking party um, with DJ and speakers um, uh, to celebrate black, Asian, minority, ethnic change makers um, and generally have a good time. Um, so that's me. Hi, I'm Lakshmi. Um, I'm an artist, and I um, my art celebrates the female form, and that we are all diverse and different, and that it's really beautiful. So yeah, pretty amazing panel. Can we just give everyone a round of applause? Okay, we're going to jump straight into some questions. Um, so. Our first question is, is there a particular time in your life where you experience loneliness that stands out to you the most? Um, I'd say one time in which I felt loneliness the most was um, I battled with depression when I was younger, but no one wanted to call it depression because I was a child. Um, but doctors, all that got involved. And I remember just getting to a really, really low point, which I kind of felt selfish about so I always was quite surrounded by friends and family so I was always like but why am I lonely in this internal battle that I just carried on having with myself and I just kept consuming myself with like you've got a good life like people have it worse why are you lonely like and it just went on and on and on to until I got to this point of that I didn't really want to be here anymore and I remember that day and I speak about it quite openly now because I'm like, if I can speak in a way that empowers someone else not to get to that day, then I think that's a great day for everyone. But if my, my loneliness that I felt on that day of the day when I didn't want to wake up the next was the loneliest day I felt. And then the day after was actually one of the best days that I've ever had of my life. So I think saying on a perspective base, I, I 
know that if you ever feeling like really really lonely just know that bright day will come it might not come like me for the day after but it can come whenever and yeah i suppose it's just getting yourself in that position to just address it as well anybody else um, the time when I felt most lonely was when I was diagnosed with a brain tumour in 2014 um, because I sort of found out quite quickly that um, brain tumours normally occurred in very old people and very young people. Uh, I was on a ward in the hospital with just all old ladies and um, I didn't really feel any connection. I didn't feel like anyone kind of identified um, with me and fortunately since then... I've got in touch with several different charities like the Brain Tumor Charity and Maggie's um, Cancer Centres. Um, and it's so empowering and amazing to sort of sit around in a group of people who they might not even have had exactly the same thing as me, but they've had the same kinds of experiences. They've been sort of had to live through cancer. And in my case, I'm still living with my tumor. They weren't able to remove it all. Um, and that's, I've found a few other people who are like me in that respect. And it's because you can have kind of a support network and you can have people around you, but it's actually when you're talking to someone who's been through something exactly, not even exactly the same, but very, very similar, that you properly feel, like, sort of supported and, yeah, and, like, you have someone. Um, firstly, I'd, I mean, this is never going to compare to that. That's, like, a really <laughs> difficult thing to go through. Um, I think... I, for a really long time, never really felt lonely. Like, I'm really introverted, so I like, was always really happy spending like, quite a lot of time by myself. And it wasn't until I started my first business that I really like, started to feel isolated or maybe notice how isolated I was. Like, I did spend quite a lot of time by myself, but then when I started a business, I you know, got to a point in my life where I was running a business I lived by myself, I was single, I didn't have any money to go and see my friends because I was running a business. Um, and I just spent all of my time by myself, like all my time. And I'd be like, I actually haven't spoken to another human for like 10 days. And like, it got to the point where I'd like talk to, <laughs> to like whoever delivers stuff. Like I'd buy stuff on Amazon and be like, hey, like Steve, how are you? Like, like uh, you, if you've got much and like, obviously they're just like, fuck off. Like I've, I've got shit to do. And I was like, but I'd be at the door, like, bye. Like, yeah. see you, see you tomorrow. Like, and it was really hard. And I think loneliness is like something that people still don't talk about. And like, there's times when everyone feels lonely on, on various different like levels and, and intensities. And it's like still something that like people feel really ashamed to feel alone. And I was like, that's, I just think it's so shit. Like when so many of us, I mean, especially like, in like, like for, I don't know about other industries, but I know like freelancers, they did like a study recently. Um, it was a company called Viking that did the study. They're like a furniture supplier, random. Um, but they did a study on freelancers and like, they found that 64% feel lonely often. Like that's like, yeah, that's over half. And like, yet yeah, people are still embarrassed or ashamed to say like, oh, I feel really lonely this week or like to reach out. I think that's so sad. Um, I think coupled with um, the taboo around talking about loneliness is definitely talking about grief. Um, and last year I lost my mother um, very suddenly. And I think whilst everyone is there at the moment, especially around the funeral and the moment that the person that you really love is very ill, it's very, it, after the funeral has happened and uh, the dust then settles, everyone just 
kind of moves on and you feel like the world continues to move but you can't and you're stuck in this kind of phase where you just can't move you can't get up you can't do anything and you feel this pressure to move on because you have to go back to work or you know you have to carry on making a living um and I think that can particularly um quite a hard thing for many people to go through and they don't feel like they can open up and talk about it I think my, I've got like quite a few times that I've felt lonely but not noticed in the moment that I'm feeling quite lonely. Um, but one of the ones, I definitely resonated with you when you said starting up a business. I've forgotten your name, sorry. Sapphire. Sapphire, lovely name. That's actually what my name means. Neelam means Sapphire. <laughs> it's like lovely name. Um, so yeah, so I guess especially starting up a business, um, Mine is set up as a community interest company, which means that it's out for the community and, and lots of people technically register that as a charity. Um, and I don't have funding, so lots of times, I mean, I wrote in my, I have this diary uh, that I have with me actually, because I take it everywhere. Because sometimes when I'm feeling like overwhelmed, I just get out my diary and start like scribbling away really angrily, um, but it helps. Um, and one of the things I spoke about was I'm sure other people feel this lonely when they're doing something on their own that only they know how much blood, sweat and tears they're putting in behind it. Um, and, and then on top of that, I'm applying for funding and I'm asking corporations for funding and it's just conversations are just really like vague and no one's really giving me much to work with. And every time someone says no, I'm like, but why? Like, you know, it's what I'm doing in this community that I'm building is so powerful. Um, but another one, another thing that I recently realised I was um, was when I was younger, and I'd go to to high school, and I'd often be the only person that's not white in the room. Even though I went I went to like a, I mean I went to a, a, a school in an area that's like sixty percent um, non-white. Um, but my school when I was younger st that was still quite white, um, and often people would talk about. Uh, going to guides after school and going to brownies and going to um, what's the other one in the middle guides brownies scouts or rainbows rainbows rainbow when you were younger they used to they used to go to rainbows anyone went to rainbows or scouts or brownies Beaver, I brownies. helped at a rainbow cruise. Winter guides. Rainbow crew. <laughs> yeah, I see. I missed out on the sashes and the badges and the whatever you guys were getting. Like, and I used to, I used to put it down to, oh, it's because it's a white thing, and um, my parents would never allow that because I'm Indian and I'm Gujarati and we don't do those things. Um, but later I realised actually it's just. It's just a cultural thing. And I just realised that my parents would not let me go out after school because uh, we were in a rough area and they'd get really scared and all my friends would come into school the next day and be like, oh my God, we had so much fun. We were hanging out in Lucy Farm and we just had a brilliant time. And I'm like, but <laughs> I wanted to come, but it's never an option for me. And I think I only just realised that that was me going through this process of why me? <laughs> why can't I come and get my badges? Those were great answers. I loved hearing what everyone had to say. Um, I'd love to know what has changed, how has your experience of loneliness changed from being a child to being an adult? I thought about, like, you know when you get these events and the, you have your topics and stuff, I'm like, what can they ask me about? And I'm just, I think like too much. But I really started thinking about if you did ask me this type of question, I think the one thing that changed definitely was my circles. 
So I think at a time when I felt my loneliest is when I had the most people around me. And it would, yeah, it was cool. I was going to the parties, I was living life, but I'd come home after my hangover and just feel shit. Like, there's no other way. I'd just be like, oh, like, oh, they just kind of like left Tom over there. Like, and he had to get the taxi on his own, but I was drunk, so like, that's all right. And everyone's kind of in that mentality of like, kind of selfish, kind of not. I'll get you a Jaeger but I'm not gonna get you home, kind of thing. It's kind of like that. And I then, when I moved to London, so I moved to London about three years ago, and my whole life just did like a 360, and I look back at the person, so I'm originally from quite a countryside town, um, and now live in a city, Northamptonshire. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, no no one, ever, ever. (laughs) Um, But where I'm from, it's very, it's very, I don't wanna shame it, but it's very, segregated in the way in which people socialize. And I'm not saying that's race, I'm not saying that's gender, I'm not say- but it's just there's your sections of cliques and it's from zero to 70. That's just how it is. And I obviously grew up in that town thinking that's how life was. And then it's when I came to London and I was a very, very small fish in a fucking huge ocean. And I was just, you just, you have a chance to almost reinvent yourself. But I found the person that I was reinventing was just the person that I wanted to be. And since, like I can actually, quite comfortably say like my mental health and like loneliness and all that has been solid for four years and I'm, I'm not even like wobbles I've just got very very good people around me and I'm very very lucky for that and that's something that I recognize daily but I'd say that's something that definitely definitely changed my whole my whole mental just having good people around me where yeah I'm having a shit day or like oh do you want to go to the club those kind of people where you can just 50 <laughs> 50 it like I can talk to you about the deepest things inside of my body or How's that bottle looking? Like, and I've got those people around me now and it's just a balance of love and life and it's not too serious, do you know what I mean? I think everyone's got this stigma that like, oh, right, you're 40, but you're not married. And I'm like, baby, I'm, I'm not marrying no woman, so let's not talk about stereotypes. <laughs> so you just kind of just level it out in some type of way, I guess. I totally get you when you're saying, like, I think for me, when I came to London and like started my Instagram and I started getting a following and people were inviting me to events I was like yes like I've never been invited into spaces like this like I come from a really shitty small town where nothing happens and I was like I'm gonna make so many friends I'm not gonna feel lonely anymore and I would go to these things I'd get drunk and I'd go home and I'd feel even worse because I know everybody in that room wasn't there to be friends with me they were there to be cool And I think this is the thing, like, with probably a lot of us in our social media, is we get invited to events, and I used to get so excited to go, but then actually I was like, I actually didn't make any friends. Because people don't actually want to talk to you, because everyone feels awkward as fuck, or there for the freebies and then fuck off. But I was just, yeah, I totally... Not this, not not you guys. No, Um, you guys are great. You're fine. (laughs) Um, But no, I totally, I totally get that. Like Instagram and like the the social life we live in at the moment, and the way it's working, and the way we connect is amazing. Because obviously, I've met all of you guys today because of social media. But it is also a very lonely place. Um, So yeah, anybody else on the same question that Natalie asked? I was in touch on social media as well. I mean, I. Comparing to when I was um, a kid, when I was at school, um, I remember feeling really, really weird because um, probably because I was a massive nerd, but um, I had still am, and um, and I um, always like craved that group dynamic. I really wanted like a tight group of friends um, because all, that's what all the popular kids had, and like and it just always seemed, and I always felt like I was on the outside of all these circles. 
But then I realized that I had a lot of friends in the different groups, and that was quite nice. It was kind of like I could hop from group to group just sort of interacting with like one or two people. I had my fingers in all the pies, all that kind of thing. And that actually worked really well for me because I didn't have to commit to kind of the, the whole group because I did very briefly in one group and it did not work out. Um, and But in this day and age, I kind of have... Um, I'm sort of living quite sort of close to where I grew up and I'm really some days I really really struggle because a lot of my closest friends some of them from uni some of them sort of that I've come to find kind of in in London or like um sort of further afield are obviously far away and I'm just in this sort of um well, quite small town sort of by the sea and but actually Obviously, I have contact with them on social media, but sometimes interacting with them on social media and seeing them share pictures of their lives and stuff, which obviously it's a highlights real, it's not 100% real, but sometimes I see like videos of them on a night out or something, and I'm like, oh, I, I wish I could go with you, but I can't. There's no sort of physical way I can. And um, it's only in the past year that I've kind of started branching out and making friends sort of based around where I am, which has obviously made a huge difference. And I'm trying to use social media just as a way to keep in touch with the people who live far away, but not envy them and wish that I was with them all the time. That's a really good point, yeah. Anybody else? Oh, can I throw like a curveball? Yeah. It doesn't actually answer the question. But we're mentioning a lot, obviously, like people around us now I don't necessarily think friends are the be all and end all answer to like loneliness because I don't, I've kind of hit that age in my life where your friendships really well I mean have done over the past like five years where your friendships really change from people that you see all the time yeah. everyone has like their own like their own lives and you 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 used to be like crossover like kind of like this like you were constantly together and everything your lives would really like crossover and then you get older and people settle down with the people that they want to be with or they have kids or they have like jobs that they're like and things they're doing yeah. like they, it just totally changes and then it becomes more like you check in with them sometimes and i think sometimes when you're lonely you think like oh i need to get out there and i need to make friends and i don't necessarily think i think it comes from within and it's actually that's fine but you've got to be in a place where you feel mentally comfortable and happy of your own company yeah. Um, and have your own things going on in your life that don't always actually mean other people. That could be that you have a hobby that you really love or um, you actually enjoy your job or you have, you know, you really... Like, I read all the time and I really love, like, The Walking Dead. <laughs> That's, like, all I do. Um, but, like, have other, like, things that you love doing and that, like, stimulate you. And if you're happy spending time by yourself you will find it easier when you are making friends and when you are going out and those connections will feel a bit different. But I think if you're not mentally okay with like who you are and what you're, you know, spending time by yourself, then you don't, when you make friends, you might still find that you feel a bit empty or a bit like lonely. Um, sorry, just cut me off because I have a feeling I might babble. <laughs> <laughs> I was just saying to I'll just be like, Lakshmi's like, I have nothing to say. I'm like, oh, sis, <laughs> I have too much. Um, but I think I want to add on to your point, Alec, firstly, because what's changed for me when I babbled on about being young um, is that I moved to London a year ago and I think the, the power of finding your tribe um, might not necessarily mean your friends, it might just mean people where you feel at home with them. And I think that comes, that in London, are hand in hand. I think you get that in London where you don't get that anywhere else. I don't care what anyone has to say. Some people are like, New York. I'm like, mm-mm. No, I've heard people from New York tell me that it's, there's, no, there's no place like London. And I think that it's, that's true. Um, 
also I find that since um, doing events, because when you were speaking, actually, I I was shocked. I've I've genuinely never. I mean, I guess I know in some instances there are events where you go and that people are just trying to be really cool. But because of the spaces that I'm in and these new events that are popping up, and I guess my events that I've been doing and people doing events from that, like the spaces that I go to through those events are absolutely the opposite of what you said. Um, they're very much, let's come together and have this shared this, this shared um, experience. And, you know, it's just, it's a really nice place I need for to me just to go be. to your events then please go get the free shit leave come to yours <laughs> yeah I don't have you see these goodie bags I would never be able to get a goodie bag this good I'll like it's amazing um I was saying like how did you how wow how um anyway um so yeah I think finding your tribe and um Doing a, when since I've been doing events for um, people of color that create change, primarily women that I'll champion on the stage, um, women DJ, like the whole shebang. It's always been a really uplifting experience, and for I think part and process of that was uh, through Instagram. Because um, in the initial days when I wasn't living in London, I was in my hometown of Luton. No one, absolutely no one. Um, I used to follow absolutely incredible people on Instagram that were really groundbreaking. They would create change um, just out of feeling itchy that they that they wanted to do something to make a difference, and um, that's how I then sort of started forming these bonds with them and asking them to come and speak at my events, and and that's how those interactions online then became in real life interactions, and 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 that's how sort of this this has been going. So. Thing. This is this is the power of the internet, though it is incre- it is incredible. So we wouldn't be able to do stuff like this. I wasn't going to say anything because I thought that there, I had quite a few of the points that I was going to make are covered. But I think I think also um, creating your own tribe and actually because I feel really old at this moment in time and having kids and being married and then settling into your own home, as it were. Um, has changed dramatically from when I was young. Um, and when I was a kid, I was so outgoing. Like I was always, uh, I was quite, I was quite popular at school um, and had lots and lots of friends from all different um, backgrounds. And so um, I always, I always really thrived with that. And as a result, I have a lot of friends still now that I don't necessarily keep in touch with. <laughs> um, but then every now and then you will meet them. Like, I actually really love New York. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm a Londoner born and bred. And um, I've got a handful of friends in New York. And so the reason I really love that is that I've not necessarily known them my whole life. But when I go to somewhere like that, I'll meet them all like, like speed dating and it will be such a nice day um and then i won't see them again probably for a few years but yeah. i think th- those are the best friendships yeah. it's like when you can not see each other for like a year and then you meet up like nothing's changed yeah that's when you know you've got something good going and i think that's it uh, what i think sapphire touched on this when you're young you see friends all the time and they're in your circle all the time and you you do things so much but as you get older um, I actually sometimes am like, it's enough 
that my kids chat to me all day long. I don't need to see anybody else because I'm like, shut up. But yeah, I think I think it's quite nice um, how it has changed and how you can embrace it. If you're worried about your mental health or worried for somebody else, then please call the Samaritans number on 116 123 for free. I'm without a moon